by Geneva Lee Alban. Julian Russo has a problem. He's single, and for the world's wealthiest vampires, the social season is about to begin. Julian would rather stake himself than participate in the marriage market, but as the eldest Russo, he's expected to find a wife before the season ends, whether he likes it or not. When Chellis Thea literally stumbles into his life at a gala, he knows she's the last person he could ever fall in love with. She's too innocent, too kind, and way too human. But now that she knows about his world, she's also a walking target. She needs protection. He needs a fake girlfriend to discourage overzealous vampire matchmaking. So Julian makes Thea an irresistible offer. Pretend to be his lover and he'll change her life. For one year, they'll attend the season social events together in exchange for his protection in a way out of her mother's crippling medical debt. She can't say no. But the vampire world is impossibly decadent and darker than Thea ever imagined, and Julian's filthy rich vampire family wants her out of the way. But with each moment they share, new dangers emerge, and desire as forbidden as their stolen touches, an awakening of a long-dead heart, and secrets that could tear them both apart. That's Filthy Rich Vampire by Geneva Lee Albin. Get it today! Welcome back, lady listeners. Hey, lady listeners. Before I forget, we have a break next week. It's Memorial Week, and we're taking it off, fuckers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and y'all should, too. Enjoy your day and your week. So, yeah, we're oh, not- I'll give you a little tip about Memorial Day weekend. Go ahead. Guys want it? So, if you want to go out of town on Memorial Day weekend, it's always crazy expensive. Like, mm-hmm. everything is jacked up. But I have learned if you book your trip on Monday, like Memorial Day, yeah. everybody is leaving and going home. <laughs> All the prices and everything drop on Memorial Day. If you go from Monday to like the Friday or Saturday, yeah. it's like almost half the fucking price. Oh, wow. So people want it until that day. Because like people want, weekend. yeah, people just go and they're like, oh, I have an extra day off. I'll put my trip mm-hmm. around there. Because there's yeah. a house we like to rent down in Florida. And it's mm-hmm. crazy expensive, except for this week. It's like everybody <laughs> goes back. And I'm like, That's oh, awesome. we're taking this house this week. Yep. So You're going to have such a good time. Just a little tip if anybody wants to try that. <laughs> I've noticed that. So Yeah, so we will be off next week. So just, you know, check that out. <laughs> Don't forget, we're taking some time off. But we will be back the week after that, and we'll have a brand new audio book. We'll tell you about that in a little bit. We're going to play the second installment of Unexpected Claim for you in just a few minutes. But until then, I've got some lady listener emails that we can read and catch up. Let's do that. Oh, my God. Oh, oh, before I forget, um, we will be off next week, but coming soon are Hot Girl Summer Book Boxes. Oh, yeah. The only thing I think we have left is we're getting the proof of the box, and then we get the prints, and then it can go out. Yeah, so. I'm just waiting for what the proof. We want to, We have to have the paperback sent to us to make sure they look okay before yes. we can put the full order in for the we're box. We want to order however many hundreds. I'm not, yeah, I'm not ordering yeah. 200 and something books, and then not be right. <laughs> I know. 
It's technically 400, but whatever. Oh, I guess that is true. It is 400 bucks because you're getting double books and stuff. Oh my God. But this is the best book box ever. Leah killed it, guys. She fucking killed it. She went on this website. I've never seen, I'm not even joking. I'm not even like trying to play us up. Mm -hmm. I've never seen a book box with so much shit in it. It's a lot of stuff. I think, what did I say? There was 17 items or something in this box total. Yes. I don't know. Maybe there's more. I had to count them up. But my thing is on it is like somebody asked me the other day, they're like, oh, what kind of bookish items do you have? And I was like, you know what? I did this box with the thought of there are so many incredible you know, book boxes that are book themed that have like a ton of like book merch. I want to do something that's fun, things that I would like in in the spirit of hot girl summer. Mm -hmm. So we're like, what do bad bitches want? And that's a vibrator. So (laughs) a really good vibrator. Yes. (laughs) I was going to say, you were telling me that it stays charged a long time. (laughs) Well, yeah, I think if if you've been listening, I told you guys I'd gone on like a vibrator strike. You Mm -hmm. know, I was like, I'm not going to do it. But of course, I wanted to try the one we're going to put in the box. I'm not going to send you guys. You have to. I'm not going to send you guys a crappy vibrator. Mm -hmm. So I got it. I tried it. It worked extremely well. Go low setting at first, guys. Yeah. It doesn't, Don't go in full throttle. Like the part you put over your clit doesn't feel like it's going very fast, mm-hmm. but it like sucks the whole point, the whole, all of it in. So it's more jarring and fast working than you think, even at the very low setting. Yeah, it's like it, it's the, it's it, it's hard to explain it too. But yeah, I've never it. experienced something like that before, but. Mm-hmm. Even though, so we, I had gotten it, what, weeks ago? Yeah. And so, mm-hmm. of course, the vibrator strike is over. The motherfucker, <laughs> I still haven't had to charge it. I swear to God. Yeah. It's still I do like that. charged. Mm-hmm. From the yeah. one charge. Mm-hmm. It'll it'll last forever. I think that, it, and maybe because it gets us off so fast. <laughs> I mean, that's what it is. Like, you're it not spending be. a lot of time with it. You know, like, 30 seconds, you're good to go. Well, what I also like about it is that you don't have to, there's two options really with it. You can Mm -hmm. do just the clit or you can put it inside of you and do the clit. If you don't Mm -hmm. want to put it inside of you, you just pull it back and just go on. Or you can flip it around and not use the clit thing at all and just use the vibration part. Like it is, it's a jack of all trades. It is. So, so yeah, like in the book box that's coming, you get two paperbacks, you get the vibrator. There's like this cute cute cup that I love like this is going to be my beach cup this year but it's so pretty and then there's there's like sunglasses there's hair towels and hair bands and stuff there's like this really cute shower cap thing that's adjustable and then there's like this jewelry kit and there's oh it's like the um the alarm thing the like safety the safety stuff. yeah it's a safety keychain thing where it comes with like a little wallet it comes with a the kitty cat ears where Which is like, like, remember how like most like of girls' dads? Well, yes. a lot of dads taught you to when you're walking through a parking lot. My dad did. Mm-hmm. I slide my key between my fingers, so it's yep. out almost like if I was to hit somebody. That's mm-hmm. what this is, but it looks pretty. You just slide it. Right. It hooks yep. your keychain, but you can just slide your fingers in it, and they're gonna it's really got stabby take ears off. on it. They're yeah, gonna, you it can looks fuck like somebody ears. up with this. Yeah, you're not gonna break your keychain. You're gonna, yeah, yep. it's like kitten ears. Fuck somebody was, up. Yeah. <laughs> So that's on there. And then there's this little heart that's a light and it's pretty bright, but like you can click it. And then, but if it's an emergency, you can pull it 
and it's like blares. It's like an emergency alarm. But thankfully, the pin doesn't like come out all the way. You just have to snap it back in. So mm -hmm. if you accidentally do it like my seven-year-old did and just pulled it and was like, what's this? You can just push it back in and it goes off. But it's loud and it will get someone's attention. But what I love about it is the cute, like we said, like the thing that you can put on your hand looks mm -hmm. like a little kitten. So in the light thing looks like this little heart thing. So it mm -hmm. looks cute. It's on very unassuming. <laughs> yes. It does not look like it's assault weapon. <laughs> yep. And you're about to fuck somebody's day up. <laughs> so I like that, that, you know, that was really cool. And then there's, um, Oh my God, what else is in there? Oh, this is really cute, like kitty cat pen. And there's these stickers I had made. I got this um, designer. She's a graphic designer at the Posh Doodle to like create these stickers for us that are so cute. And they're like, all these different women are reading these books and it's just, it's adorable. Oh my God. I, I don't know. There's tons of stuff there's that goes tons in, of shit in yeah. that box. Yeah, it's a good box. So, I mean, the books alone, I'm excited about what well, I think we have 20 authors in it. Is that mm -hmm. how many we ended up with? So, I think so. The list was big. No, there's a, there's a ton I, of authors in these paperbacks. I do have a feeling. So last time we did 125 boxes and we sold out in almost an hour or two. Yeah. If it was that. Fast. Yeah. So get on the newsletter. Yeah. I will go quickly. I will hit you first with the newsletter. Mm -hmm. And then as soon as they're gone, they're gone. We've only ordered enough merch for so many. I haven't. How many do you think we got? I think we have enough to do 200. We may have to pull a few back just in, like if in the event one gets lost in the mail or something. Yeah, like one that, gets lost. Yeah, some people we might want to give some away. and Yeah, yeah. So close to that, but maybe not exactly. I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, it. I think definitely just subscribe to the newsletter because we'll just update the website, then send it out and you'll be the first to know. But I posted a picture of the vibrator and headquarters and everybody on there was just like, where can I get this? How, when's this book box coming out? <laughs> I also think it's nice because some girls don't want to order a vibrator. And this is yeah. going to come in a very unassuming mm -hmm. book box. Oh, it's cute You know too. it's in there. So yeah. when you go to open it, and I think mm -hmm. we even put a sticker on it. I did. It. it says, fuck your day up. <laughs> so like even if you open the box and somebody's standing next to you, they don't know what's in that vibrator box. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you do. So the little bigger box in the box. Yeah, so don't open that in front of people. There's a box in a box. Should be okay. <laughs> yeah, it's it's going to be really cute. So just FYI, if you can get on it. And then if you missed out on the book boxes last time, um, we we have those paperbacks. They're up for sale on our website. They're up there until they're sold out. So if you guys want to get, because these four books will go together. So if you're all about like the shelfy. You know, if you want your bookshelf to look nice, this will be a volume one and two, where last year, this is volume three and four for this year. And it'll just be like, a, it's the same kind of style, but a little different color. Yep. It's the same size and everything, you know, the, the width and all that on the spines and on the spines, it will say volume one, two, three, and four. So if you're, like I said, if you are the type that want to collect, you can grab those other two, the first volume one and two on our website. So there you go. Let's read some emails. All right. Hold on. Oh, I have one that was recent. Let me read that one first, just in case we don't get to it, because I can't remember how many I got. Okay. Hey, beautiful ladies. This is my second email I'm sending. The first one was shared on episode 42.1. <laughs> I love listening to you and the books you have on here. I have so many things I could share, but we'll start with how we became engaged. I met my husband in 1991 and started dating in 1993 while still in high school. What? 
He had already graduated a few years prior. We had gone to the mall shopping with friends and the normal teenager thing that weekend. So while hanging out, watching TV in my parents' living room, he asked me, what would you do if I told you I talked to your dad? I said, what do you mean you talked to my dad? He then gets down on one knee and asks me to marry him. Oh, my God. I was blown away. Come to find out I was walking around all weekend wearing his coat with my engagement ring in the pocket. Lots of love. Oh, my God. I want to know. Like, I met my husband in 91, started dating in 93. I was still. When did you get engaged? That's what I want to know. Oh, my God. I need more details on this. Whoever this is, if this is your story, I need details. How old were you when you got married? How long have you been married? Give me details. I need to know this is all legal. <laughs> all right. Hold on. Let me grab another one. It's a little bit less long. But I'll miss out my drink over. Jesus Christ. Okay. Hi. So you asked where, what books got you interested in a special kink? I think my first book or series that got me hot and bothered for a good spanking were Maya Banks' Sweet Series. Mm-hmm. Sweet Jesus on a Cross. This series had me drooling in more places than one. I can't pinpoint which I liked more in the good old spanking from Cole or a head singing or head spinning orgy with Micah. My hubby and I enjoyed a oh few God. sessions of spanking. I remember this. <laughs> I remember. I know what she's talking about. Yeah. Oh God, I'm going back here. Yes, I remember that one time she went in and she liked this one guy, but she thought he was a bottom and or that she was trying to top him from the bottom. And then he goes yeah. in and the club guy ends up that owns the club spanking her. It was Ooh. like usually that's not my thing where there's like crossover, but I like it when it's like the hero getting jealous. You know what I mean? Then I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, I remember this. Like it takes me back, man. Mm-hmm. This is some good reading. Some good old days. <laughs> All right. This one's entitled First Sight Proposal. Hey, y'all. Love the podcast. I have a first sight love story that actually ended with a proposal. I met my husband at a point in my life when I was not sure I could ever go forward. He had just separated from his wife a few days before. We both ended up at a mutual friend's house. He sat down by me and tried to start a conversation. The first words out of my mouth were, where's your wife? It's a small town, and I had actually graduated with her less than a year before. I had never met him, but knew his name from other students. He told me what had happened between them, and when I wholehearted and I wholeheartedly wished them reconciliation and happiness. His exact words were, I don't. I walked away, and I meant it. Now I'm seeing why. The night went on. We connected in ways I never knew were possible. He left before I did that evening, and I was staying all night. But right before he left, he gave me a crooked smile, the same one he gives me today that melts me, and said, I'm going to marry you, woman, and I'll never let you go. So cheesy, and of course, I denied it. A few months later, we did marry, and our happy ever after is nine years in the making. I love that. Why am I crying? <laughs> I know nobody well I'm sure other people have watched and mm-hmm. I don't you know how we are we like safe books we like yes. whatever mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but in one of the housewives shows there's on housewives of Jersey there's this woman named Marge and she openly admits she had an affair mm-hmm. with her contractor and she says she did it and she's like I don't She's like, it was terrible. We handled this terribly. But she said, I met this man. And even though I was married, she's like, I married a much older man. He already had kids. Mm -hmm. She's like, I seen him. And I was like, well, fuck. Oh, wow. is actually my person. 
Shit. So why that is so scary and you're like, affairs mm-hmm. aren't okay. What happens if you like meet this person and there's just like this soul shattering recognition? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. take your breath away. You're like, oh, fuck. I messed up. I think to me, in the event when that happens, if and when, if it ever does, or if it has happened to you, I think it's what you do when that happens that defines you as a person. Yeah. I think how you handle it from that moment forward is going to determine your credit, your worth, you know, because I think it's easy to fall in bed with someone, you know, like in that kind of situation where you have this connection, it's very powerful. It is difficult to not hurt the person that you're committed to in this process and you will hurt them, but to what degree? Yeah. You know, do you cheat on them? How do you go about the breaking up? How do you treat them after this happens? That to me is going to tell me everything I need to know about your character when what happens after. Yeah, That's how I, I guess that at makes it. sense. I guess that makes sense because, oh my God, I hadn't thought about it until you told me that. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. Because remember, I left my ex kind of a rob. Yeah. But I never cheated on him. I never mm-hmm. did anything. I just knew. I was like, the amount of level of feelings I'm mm-hmm. having for this other man that I keep running into and seeing because he's friends is not okay. Yeah, exactly. So I was like, okay, I got to get out of this relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, I guess you're right. Mm-hmm. God, that's just a scary thought, though, to that could happen. Yeah, let my motherfucking husband find somebody else that's his soulmate. Let that bitch come around. Maybe I think uh, I kind yeah, of yeah, I, I kinda, love that. <laughs> I think I kind of ripped mine off because I was like seventeen when I met the guy, that first guy I was with. Yeah, until yeah. I was like twenty-one, or you know mm-hmm. what I mean. It was puppy yeah. love. I couldn't imagine mm-hmm. doing it in my twenties and thirties. I don't know. I don't. What do I know? You never know till it happens. Very true. And sometimes I think it's, you know, like I said, it's easy to fall in bed with somebody. It's also easy to get caught up in an emotion that's, you know, that's not true or genuine. It's an escape from what you have. Mm-hmm. That's what yeah. it is, you know, and that's I think right. a lot of people mistake an escape for true love when it's like, oh, no, you just want it out. And this is a good way to do it. Yeah. But again, like, you know, if you're meeting someone else and it is truly, genuinely, this person is supposed to be your person. This is the person you were meant to share your life with. The way you go about being together. Yeah. Determines your character. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Next story. This one's entitled In-Laws. Hey, ladies. I love the podcast. I listen to it every morning on my way home from drop-off and it always starts my day off with a bang. (laughs) That's good. I like that. This morning, you were talking about stepbrother stories, and I have one, though it wasn't me getting it on with anyone. You'll see why. A long while ago, when I was still dating, I started texting with a guy who had pinged me on a dating app. We got to chatting about family, and while all of my family lived several states away, he said he had close family living in our area. I asked, who were they? And he said it was his uncle, aunt, and cousins who were like siblings. Oh, that's sweet, I said. Yeah, he replied. I was especially close to my aunt, like really close. To be honest, I fucked her for a couple of months. What? (laughs) What is going on? I just didn't even know what to do with that information. I mean, that is some kind of messed up shit. Clearly, there was no way I was ever going to meet up with this person. But I was so curious. So I kept asking questions. I said, you mean you had an affair with your aunt? I asked. 
No, she's my uncle's wife, he said. And that made things a little bit better. Still, I kept going because, of course, I had to know. Of course. Doesn't that make things weird with your uncle, I asked? No, not really, he said. But it really bothers my cousins. Wait, your cousins know about this? I just kept getting more and more crazy. Love this reader. Who is this person? And how could they do that? Needless to say, I closed the chat and blocked him immediately. I've never been able to get that out of my head, though. And every so often, I wonder... Of how that whole situation is working out. Thankfully, I met my husband shortly after and got my ATA. And that was that. <laughs> That's so fucked up. If you have stories like this, please send them to me. I love them. I can't get enough. Please, please, please. So, like, I'm trying to think. Who would I have to fuck for that to be the... Your uncle's wife. Or your aunt's husband. <laughs> Face you might set it all. <laughs> There's not even one that I no. could like remotely. Oh. Oh. Like, no, no. And oddly, so I can't even try to do like a cousin or something because oddly, all of my fucking aunt, great um, aunts and uncles have all stayed married and shit. Well, let's I mean, just some of some of them shouldn't have. Imagining it. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> All right, this one's last one. It's entitled Sweet Story. Okay, I hope so. I want to end yeah, on this. <laughs> Girls, I love the podcast. You are so funny. I could totally hang out with you. Don't give my name, by the way. All right, I'm not giving your name, but come hang out with us, Mara. No, I'm just kidding. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that was the name of our heroine. <laughs> we were just writing the story mm -hmm. on. All right, girls. All right, sorry. So I'm 50 and married for 26 years, together 31. Hell yes. Mm -hmm. It goes so fast. I appreciate the occasion older. I appreciate the occasional older characters. We are not dead yet. You know, I can't stand when the characters are really young and the author exaggerates the description of the 50 year old parents as gray and old it gets so annoying. Do you have any idea how many hot friends I have and older than me too? So my story is about my parents. You ladies seem to love an alpha male and that's my dad. Or am I mistaking controlling for alpha or mistaking Italian for alpha? <laughs> this is great mom is shy quiet and proper dad is outgoing bold in charge this always pissed me off as a young girl i just saw it as him always telling her what to do i realize now she didn't mind their personalities fit together just right i take after my dad's personality by the way so i could never marry an alpha it would just piss me off all day dad is 89 and in a nursing home the past two years with alzheimer's Mom is 78 and now living on her own. I bring her to their nursing home a lot. I make a lot of videos to capture the funny Alzheimer's parents saying and always hoping to capture a sweet moment between my parents. The light, he lights up when he sees her. He knows right away who she is. He talks about her all day, every day. And the nurses tell us, uh, the nurses tell us she sits next to him and we will take her hand and talk quietly to her. I miss some of it. The things he says to her. You're mine, right, Anne? I've got what I want right here. You're all I want. And are we married? <laughs> Changing her name here, by the way. A few times he asked her if she wanted to go into the bedroom in front of all the old ladies. And she was mortified. <laughs> I just laugh nonstop when I go there. It's damn entertaining. Hope you like the story. Romance never ends. Keep up the great work. There's an author who does all the older romance. Okay, well, first off. L.B. Dunbar. It's Thank LB. you. Yes. I was just going through my LB stuff. L.B. Dunbar does over 40 romances. I love her stuff. They're great. We've had her on the podcast. 
Yeah, we've had our, that's why I was scrolling mm-hmm. through our stuff. But yeah, yep. she does all of those like that. If you're mm-hmm. looking for that, you should go binge her. There's a free one on the podcast. I'll go ahead and link it up in the show notes as well. Mm-hmm. But I don't feel like we write ours as old. No, I mean, I wouldn't. No, I mean, normally the parents are dead. <laughs> well, sometimes the parents are, but what, what, what we have the meddling parents, because I guess I don't look as my parents as old, but I have young parents. My parents were little whores. My mom had me, <laughs> my mom had me when she was like 20. Ooh. No, so. but I, I think about the Craven Cove, the paperback, by the way, that's what we're giving away this week, um, the print copy of Craven Cove. That one, we have a book about the parents in it. They're not old. Like mm-hmm. the parents are fucking it out the parents are the ones we're doing right now that's coming out the book that just came out they're not young the mom's like super meddling and they're so cute and possessive yeah I mean they're awesome and fun and why slow down like I don't know I I never looked at my parents as old in that aspect you know I just look at them as like well they're my parents I don't really want to think about that but I don't consider people their age old I don't either I don't know Maybe it's because we write romance. Like maybe, I don't know. Maybe that's part I don't, of it. I don't know. But I don't know. Maybe it's because I see my mom. And like I said, she's only technically like 20 years older than me. So she doesn't have like, well, I'm sure she has gray hair, but it's dyed. And yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> you wouldn't know it if she did. <laughs> yeah. Like she takes care of herself. And mm-hmm. so I don't see it as like old. Mm-hmm. Well, and a lot of times, you know, we try to write our characters without age. I mean, obviously, sometimes if they're inexperienced, they're young and that kind of thing. But I still think it's easy to imagine whoever you want in some of our books. So, or at least yeah. most of them. Um, I did forget to read our book bio, our author bio on Tuesday's episode. I wrote it down because I thought it was funny. It's just on our Instagram page. It says, New York Times bestselling author duo that also answers to Leanne Mel. We love dirty romance books and donuts in that order. That's it. That's the whole thing. And if you like that, you'll like what we write. (laughs) All right. So let's send them into the second installment of Unexpected Claim. We'll see you guys on the other side. One for the Money by Sky Warren. Finn Hughes knows about secrets. His family is as wealthy as the Rockefellers and as powerful as the Kennedys. No one knows that the men in his line have a debilitating early onset illness. He's managed the business from a young age while his father served as the figurehead, all the while knowing there's a ticking clock on his ability to lead. Ava Morelli is the oldest daughter, the responsible one, the caring one, the one who doesn't have time for her own interests, especially not her interest in the charismatic, mysterious Finn Hughes. A fake relationship is the answer to both their problems. It will keep the swarming society mothers from throwing their daughters at him, and it will keep Ava's mother from bothering her about marriage. Then the fake relationship starts to feel real. But there's no chance for them. No hope for a woman who's had her heart broken. And no future for a man whose fate was decided long ago. Welcome to the Midnight Dynasty. The warring Morelli and Constantine families have had enough bad blood to fill an ocean. And their brand new stories will be told by your favorite dangerous romance authors. That's One for the Money by Sky Warren. Go grab it now. Chapter 5 Ivy I know I'm on my knees, but I've never felt more powerful. I look into his eyes, and I see the hunger he has for me. His body is tense as he grips the armrests of the chair. His knuckles are white, and he's like a caged animal trying to control himself. 
I reach for his buckle and slowly undo it. My body feels like it's on fire, and I want to crawl back into his lap. But I want my mouth on him more. I need to taste him and make him mine. One little tug and his cock springs free. Cum is all over the head of his cock, and I get even more turned on that I did that to him. My pussy clenches as I wonder what he'd feel like inside me. I made him come in his pants without doing anything. It makes me feel sexy and desired, something I'm not used to. Leaning forward, I lick the head of his cock. The salty tang fills my mouth, and I moan around the head of his cock as I suck him in. I have no idea what I'm doing, but I just do what comes naturally. I need to please him like he did me. He jerks inside my mouth, and I feel a small amount of cum hit my tongue. I drink it down, wanting everything he gives me. Stop, I hear him growl. He pushes me back and I look up at him. His face is filled with anger. I can't do this, he says. Embarrassment hits me and my cheeks warm. I stumble back, not sure what just happened. I get to my feet and turn away from him as tears fill my eyes. I take a few steps back, but I don't make it far before I'm pinned to the wall. I'm sorry, he grunts in my ear. Your ass was in the air and people were looking. I didn't like it, he admits. That's for my eyes only. I don't want anyone else seeing you like that. I look up. His hands bracket my head against the wall, and his wide chest is blocking the room from my view. I didn't realize how big he was until this moment. You don't want them seeing up my dress? I run my hands up to his shoulders, loving the hard feel of him. No, he says, as he leans more into my touch. I like that he's jealous. It turns me on. What if they couldn't see? I ask, as I slide down his body, my back against the wall. He doesn't move, just keeps his hands on the wall. I tug on his pants as my knees hit the floor. His hard cock slips free, and I latch onto it. His whole body goes still for a moment, before his breath hisses, and he groans in pleasure. It makes me suck him harder, wanting to hear more of those sounds. I take as much of him as I can, then he starts to move. He fucks my mouth while pinning me to the wall. He's taking what he wants, and God help me, it's turning me on. I lick around his cock, loving the control he's taken from me. It's erotic, and I find myself sliding my hands between my legs. Don't, he snaps. I want to be the one to do it. His command should make me mad but it only turns me on even more. What is he doing to me? He's opened something up deep inside me that I didn't know was there, and now I want it even more. His thrusts become erratic as his need builds. I open my mouth and relax my throat as he uses me for what he wants. This should feel dirty and shameful, but it's too hot to let it shadow this. I can feel his huge cock, with its long, hard shaft growing bigger by the second. The smooth skin glides across my glossy lips, and his barely contained power is slipping. I feel his orgasm approaching even before he warns me. Instead of moving away, though, I wrap my hands around his ass and hold him there so he can't move. His salty sweetness fills my mouth as he jerks against me, 
and I suck him down, wanting every drop of him inside me. Holy fuck, I hear someone say, making me still. Shepard's cock slips free of my lips, and I'm pulled to my feet. He pushes me behind him, and I have to bite my lip to keep from smiling. It's not like we're going to get in trouble. Don't look at her, he orders, his voice even deeper than before. I peek around him to see the man who was going at it with the twins from earlier. His hands are raised. He clearly doesn't want to fight. Just shocked is all, he says. His eyes come to mine and he smiles. I said, don't look at her, Mark, Shepard snaps, which leads the man to smile even more. I wrap my arms around him and feel some of the tension leave his body. Sorry, Shepard says, sounding somewhat chastened. She's mine, and it's making me feel... He trails off. I'll leave you to it, Mark says, giving me a wink before turning to leave. Shepard turns to look at me. His eyes are soft, and I reach up to touch his cheek. You okay? He nods, and I wrap my arms around his neck. Are you really a virgin? You don't seem like it, I admit. The way he just pinned me to the wall made it seem like he knew what he was doing. I'd never lie to you, he says, as he strokes my lips with a gentle finger. You don't even know me, I counter. I'm going to know every part of you before the night is over, he says with confidence. I lick my lips, my tongue catching his finger. I don't want to lose my virginity here, I tell him, my cheeks warm as I admit that I want to lose it to him, just not in this place. I'd never let that happen. He leans down and kisses me. His hands go to my ass as he lifts me and I wrap my legs around his waist as best I can. But he's so big I can't get them to touch. What are we doing? I say against his mouth. The feelings I'm having are overwhelming and foreign to me. I don't know how to handle them, but I don't want them to stop either. I'm going to spend the night making you fall in love, so you'll never leave me. My heart skips a beat at his words, and I think I might already be there. Chapter 6 Shepherd. I grab Ivy by the hand and lead her out of the double doors. Wait, I need to tell my friend I'm leaving, she says, looking back over her shoulder. As luck would have it, the woman she came with and Mark are at the bar having a drink. I hold Ivy close to me as we walk over. Um, I think I'm headed out. Ivy says to her friend as she blushes from head to toe. Is this guy okay? Her friend asks Mark, then glances back at me. The best, Mark responds, and I nod at him. I don't know why I bit his head off earlier. Well, actually I do. But now that the heat of the moment has passed, all I can think about is getting Ivy out of here and back to my place. I expect a text in the morning to let me know you got home safe her friend says, and kisses her on the cheek. Enjoy yourself, she says to the two of us and winks at me. I practically run out of the place and up the stairs to flag down a cab. When one stops for us, I open the door for Ivy and help her in, then slide in behind her. I tell the driver where to go, then I'm pulling her to me and kissing her like a madman. 
For a second, I try to stop myself, thinking I should slow down. But then the ivy pushes me and crawls in my lap. Jesus, I don't think we're going to make it. We're pawing at one another in the back seat, trying desperately not to fuck while really wanting to fuck. Hey, I said get out, the cab driver shouts, and I have a feeling he's been saying it for quite some time. I look out the window to see we've stopped in front of my place. Thanks, I say, as I throw some bills at him and get out, then help Ivy do the same. I take her through the front and into the elevator with a wave to my doorman. When the metal doors close us in, we're on each other again. We're magnets that can't be separated, and every time we're pulled apart, we just slam back together. My mouth is on hers, and I've got her pinned to the wall. She's climbing up my body, and our hands are everywhere. A dinging sound keeps going off somewhere near us, and finally I break away from kissing her to see the doors opening and closing over and over. This is me, I say, carrying her out of the elevator into my door. I pin her to it as I fish my keys out of my pocket and try to unlock it. Her tongue on my neck makes me drop them, so I go to my knees in front of her to pick them up. For a moment, I press my face between her legs and inhale, smelling her pussy. Hurry up, Shepard. I can't wait, she moans as she holds my face closer to her. I growl when I pull myself away and unlock the door. Once inside, we are like wild animals in heat. I slam the door closed and start stripping off her clothes as she rips at mine. My lips are on hers, and fierce passion is igniting between us. I should somehow make myself go slow, but neither of us is stopping. Before I know what's happening, we're on the floor of my living room, completely naked and barely ten feet from the front door. My mouth hasn't left hers since we got in here, but I don't care. She's under me, and my cock is rock hard and ready to fuck. Condom, I ask, as we both gasp for air. I don't want to use one my first time. Maybe after? she says, as she strokes my cock and moves it against her clit. Fuck, I groan, and bury my head in her neck. I can't take it. Just for a little bit. You can pull out if you want. She whines as she rocks her hips, begging me to take her. I'm a good man, but I'm only so strong. I push past her wet lips and sink into her soft pussy. I look down and watch as my length disappears into her tight body, and I moan at the sight. Does it hurt? I ask, looking up into her eyes. She's worrying her lip, but she shakes her head. I lean down and kiss her softly this time, less rushed than before. But the pressure is building, and I have to move faster. Her hands grip my ass, and I sink all the way down. I grit my teeth to keep from coming too soon, but I can't hold back much longer. Her hips rock, and she says my name, so I move. Our kiss goes from soft and sweet back to ravenous desire in just a matter of seconds. I can't stop this need I have for her, and I don't want to. The feel of her tight, bare pussy wrapped around my cock is heaven. I don't know how I'm going to pull out of her when the time comes. Already I'm dreading leaving her warmth. I'm close, she says, as her pussy clamps down on me. Oh God, unwrap your legs, I've got to pull out, I say, 
straining to get control. Just wait, she moans, but I don't think I can. I try to grab her legs, but she pushes on my shoulders. For a second, I think something is wrong, so I sit up and look down at her. But she moves so fast, I don't see it coming. One second, I'm on top of her, pounding away, and the next, she's on top of me, squatting on my dick and bouncing up and down. Oh God, Ivy, I'm going to come. I close my eyes tight and try to think about baseball. Don't stop, she moans as she grinds her clit down and screams out her orgasm. I grab her hips and try to lift her up, but it's too late. I'm balls deep and coming in every unprotected inch of her. The feel of my release inside her sweet little pussy is like a drug, and I'm instantly a junkie. Oh, fuck, I groan, looking down at her sitting on my bare cock. Oops, she sasses, giving me a mischievous smile. I sit up so we are face to face, and she starts moving on my cock again. He's still hard and ready for round two, but I want to make sure we're after the same thing here. You know what this means, don't you? I ask. It means you're mine now. She nods as she looks up at me through her lashes. No messing around, Ivy. I knew you were special the moment I saw you. You agreed to be mine in that room, but this is the real world now. I just filled this sweet little pussy up with my baby gravy, and I'm not running from the possibility. I tuck a strand of hair behind her ear and kiss her softly. You sealed our fate when you climbed on top of me, and now you're mine. Yours, she says in answer as her hips move. Glad we're on the same page, I say, standing up and carrying her down the hall. Now I'm going to take you to bed and make slow, sweet love to you, like my wife should be treated. Are you serious? she asks, her smile beaming. I'll never lie to you and I'll always treat you like a queen. I'll give you anything you ever want, and all that I ask in return is that you marry me. Oh my God, this is like a Disney movie. Yes, I'll marry you. I laugh and kiss her as I lay her down on the bed. Love at first sight, I say, with all the confidence in the world. I always knew I was waiting on the one. You took long enough. Sorry I'm late. Ivy says, before wrapping her arms around my neck. It was worth the wait. Epilogue Ivy Two years later I bend down, looking at the vegetables stacked in crates on the ground. The Saturday market is busy, but I need some vegetables. I pick up a tomato and smell it. I brought those in today. I glance up at the vendor as I stand. Can I get a bag? I look around but don't see any. He hands me one and I thank him. I have one hand propped on my belly, feeling the baby kick. I didn't know a woman could get pregnant two months after having her first. Heck, I was still breastfeeding. I guess I was one of the few who still ovulates while nursing. Take more, he tells me. Vegetables are good for the baby. He comes from behind the counter with a big smile on his face. Before I realize what's happening, his hand reaches out to touch my baby bump. Uncomfortable panic hits me. But before his hand makes contact, 
a protective wall appears in front of me. No one touches my wife, Shepard growls, and his face looks deadly. I, ah, uh, the man stumbles, holding his hands up in apology. Don't speak, just leave. I roll my eyes. I didn't want the man to touch me either, but Shep is more than a caveman. We walk away as I try to calm my beast. Are you going to tell everyone they can't touch me? I tease. His face is hard, and he looks seriously pissed. I don't like it, he says. I want to be the only one who touches you. I know it's crazy and barbaric, but I have to have it that way. I look into his eyes and see the need there. Hmm. I consider for a moment what would make him happy right now. Can you show me how crazy it makes you? He scoops me up, making me giggle. You asked for it, he grunts as he carries me out of the farmer's market. We barely make it to the SUV, and I'm pinned to the seat. You going to fuck me right here? I ask as I pull at his shirt. I want this. When I was pregnant with our son, he was so soft and sweet. I love it when he goes caveman on me. You're driving me crazy, he says as he tugs off my shirt. Fucking hell, he growls when he sees my white cotton pennies. I love that anything I do can turn him on. You did this on purpose, he snaps as he rips them from me. I did. I wanted to do something to make him snap. You can't do this to me, baby. I want you so bad as it is. I don't need the added pressure, he says as he looms over me. You haven't fucked me in forever. My voice is needy. I can't stand it anymore, he says, pulling me onto his lap as his cock springs free between us. Get on it and ride, he commands, and my pussy clenches. Yes, sir, I sass, but when he slams me down on his hard length, my smugness fades away. I moan at the feel of him taking me rough. The car is probably shaking, but the windows are so dark maybe no one will notice. The fact that someone could possibly see us turns me on too. Why does that make me so horny? You walk around pregnant and with leaking tits. How am I supposed to not fuck you like this? He groans, yanking my top down and latching onto my breast. The release into his mouth feels so good that I clench around him. Fuck, he grunts as he thrusts harder and harder. I work my hips on top of him and feel my orgasm build. He is already on the edge, and I can feel him trying to hold back. Do it, I grit out, because feeling him come inside me always turns me on. I don't know why, but seeing him come undone makes me have an orgasm. He rumbles low in his chest as he holds me down on his length tightly, and his cock starts to pulse. The feel of it triggers my release, and I rock back and forth on his cock as my body ignites. Warm cum fills me up, and I cry out his name. When the last of my orgasm has passed, I look at him and smile. See, that wasn't so bad, I say, clenching around him. Be careful what you wish for, he replies thrusting into me again, and I realize I might have bitten off more than I can chew. Epilogue Shepherd Ten years later
You're kidding me, Ivy says as we get to a set of stairs. Nope, I reply, wrapping my arm around her. Shap, we were here one time, and you practically dragged me out of here. Are you seriously going to take me into a sex club? It's our anniversary. I know we met here under strange circumstances, and I know I can be a little... I trail off, thinking of how to put it. Jealous? Possessive? Crazy? Overbearing? Ivy offers up while smiling at me. Sure, I agree and nod. But I've got a surprise for you. I think I'm nervous, she giggles, as I take her hand and lead her down the stairs. When we get to the door, I knock and the metal slap moves aside. A pair of dark green eyes meet ours and then light up. The door swings open quickly, and Reba comes out to hug Ivy first, then me. Look at you two crazy kids, out for a night on the town with no kids. I wonder what you're getting up to, she says, winking at me. For some reason, I think you know better than me, Ivy says. You'd be right, little girl, Reba laughs as she pulls out the blindfold and hands it to me. Turn around, I order and Ivy laughs as she does what I ask. I tie the blindfold around her and Reba hands me a key. I thank her, and then she holds out her arm for me to proceed. When I get to the bar area, I lean over and whisper in Ivy's ear. I remember coming here and being ready to leave the second I got here. I lead her carefully past it and through the double doors, where there are adults doing what adults do. The place hasn't changed much in the way it's set up, but somehow everything looks brand new. I walk over to the chairs skirting the action and sit down on a small couch, pulling Ivy down on my lap. I looked around this room, and when I spotted you, it was like I was seeing for the first time. I rub one hand across her ass, while the other trails down her neck and between her breasts. I watch goosebumps rise on her soft skin, and I lean forward, placing a kiss on her collarbone. The sounds of sex fill the room, and I see her breath catch. Her nipples are hard, and I run the tip of my finger over each of them. The silk of her dress does nothing to hide them. It's making my cock ache. I've got a private room for us tonight. I whisper in her ear before I kiss the tender spot under it. I'm going to fuck you in there while all these people are right outside. What she doesn't know is that the room is soundproof but the idea is all I need. Ivy's turned on by the thought of being caught, and I'm going to give her that. Most of what I tell her tonight might be a half-truth, but it's all made to get her off. Tonight is about her, even though I know I'm going to benefit from it. There's no lock on the door either, I say, as she shivers. But I'll keep the blindfold on you the whole time, so don't worry about anyone watching. I trail one hand up her thigh and then under her dress. When my fingers make contact with her panties, I feel the wet spot she's made there. Is it the sounds of people around you getting fucked that's turning you on? Or the thought that you're about to be one of them? She gasps as my fingers slip inside her. B both She answers it like a question, and I smile. Yes, I think both too. My fingers are slippery inside her as they move. She's dripping honey onto my hand, and my mouth waters to taste it. 
I think tonight you can remind me how good you suck a cock. Shepard, she whimpers, licking her lips. Can I do it now? Her hands move to my fly, and I watch as she fumbles with the zipper. You're so eager to have my dick in your mouth. I'm hot for her, and though I don't want her to suck me off right here, I don't want to stop her from getting what she wants. Maybe like before? You could hide me while you fuck my mouth? Jesus Christ, if she wasn't already my wife, I'd put a ring on it right here. She's pushed me to the edge in two seconds flat, and I scoop her up in my arms. Yeah, I'll fuck your mouth, and then you're going to ride mine. I walk her back to the private room and lock the door behind us. I have a feeling we're going to be in here for quite some time. This has been Unexpected Claim by Alexa Riley. Read for you by Leah Holland. Welcome back. Hey, thank you so much for um, Alexa Riley being with us this week. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> it's just something I always thank the author at the end. I forgot it's us. <laughs> so don't forget to enter this week's giveaway with the signed paperbacks. And we are off again next week for Memorial. But when we come back, we have a brand new book from Lana Dash called Party Princess. So Ooh. I know I've got the rest. Here's the rest of this season. Okay. I'm just going to run down real quick. We have Lana Dash, Anna Fury, Casey Rose, Danny Wyatt. Oh, let me skip months. Carla Doyle, Angelina Lopez, which is super excited about, and Katie Wilde. She's finishing out this season. Nice. And then we'll have next season after that. And I've already got. I think we're booked until November of next Damn. year. Yeah, I think I've already got everybody booked until then. So, <sighs> all right. Well, everybody enjoy their break. Tell them what to yeah. do. Fuck your day up. Make sure you're a bitch. Don't be a dick. Bye, guys. Bye. Read me romance. Read, read me romance. Read me romance. Read, read me romance. You could take a look in a book that's fine, or you could sit back, relax, and unwind.